Did you know that right now there's a group of people running the business of their dreams? They are respected leaders in their field, working with clients they love and serving them profitably. Now, are they famous? Depends on who you ask. They're not signing autographs at the grocery store or taking selfies every five minutes. They're not trying to be everywhere on social media. Yet when they show up at trade events and conferences, they are recognized and sought after. They're the ones everyone else looks up to. They're the next generation of thought leaders in their space. So what's their secret? Well, they've become famously influential to the right people, and so can you. Today, we'll dig into the story of one of these leaders and deconstruct how they became micro-famous. You won't just come away inspired, you'll come away with a new strategy and a new way of thinking. So while your competition is scattered, chaotic, and chasing every shiny object, you can move forward with confidence and clarity. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder and author of Microfamous. And if you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, let's get started. Hey, what's everybody? Welcome back. We have an awesome episode for you. This is a deep dive into the world of funnels and not just any kind of funnel. We're talking about self-liquidating funnels, which to me and to anyone that knows what they are, really is the secret to accelerating your growth. Now, you can do everything uh, that we teach and that we talk about here on the podcast in terms of new media and having a new media machine. All of those efforts are taking advantage of the things that work the best in the new meet in new media to attract organic traffic and build an audience organically. Now, once you have those elements in place, the question is, how do you accelerate that? And this is the answer. Because uh, my guest today is Richard Matthews. He is an independent consultant and a specialist that helps entrepreneurs turn their expertise into gold by developing courses that convert, webinars that sell, and automations that give their life back. And Richard is one of my favorite people for a lot of reasons, uh, mostly because I love the way that his brain works and his approach to problem solving is insanely effective. And so he has solved problems that are very tough in this world of entrepreneurs and thought leaders that we all run in. So what we talk about is at, at some point, we're going to hit a, a, an area or a, a phase of our business, so to speak, where we have some things installed. We have good marketing. We have good new media going out there. Maybe we're hosting a podcast and we're being a guest on podcasts as well. And we're turning all that into short form content that's going out on social media. Like we've got it down, right? We've got the machine in place. The machine's humming along. But we want faster growth right? And specifically, we want more people into our email list. And that's always a big topic for people that run thought leader businesses is how do I get more people into my email list? Well, the simple answer is you spend money, right? You can get more traffic and you can get more people into your email list if you're willing to spend. The question is, how do you get the money back and how long does it take you? And if you can shorten the time frame between when you put the money into Facebook's bank account for putting ads out there for you, between that time and when you get the money back in your bank account by somebody buying something from you, then you can put a lot more money out there for ads. Now, if you can do it at the highest level, which is to put a funnel out there and you send cold traffic through that funnel, and in the course of people going through that funnel, they spend enough money with you to offset all the money that it took for you to put that ad in front of them in the first place, then you just unlocked essentially the golden key to accelerating the growth of your business, which is a self-liquidating funnel, a sales funnel that liquidates itself by offsetting the cost of the ads that were used to bring in the traffic in the first place. And what you end up with is a, an email list that grows for basically break even or maybe even a small profit. Now, there's some secrets to that. 
And Richard goes into a very deep dive into the structure and the elements of a self-liquidating funnel, right? So I think the, the biggest point that I can get across to people is that we lose sight of the fact that almost everything in our business, and especially the sales part of our business, is a subset of our email list right? We can have a small email list and a huge social media audience, but if we're not moving that social media audience into our email list, they're typically not buying from us, right? We have to hit them by air, land, and sea. So no matter what else is happening and no matter what else is going really well in the marketing of our business, we can have a social media network that's taking off. We can have a YouTube channel or a podcast that's taking, that's taking off and all that is awesome. But we have to move those people into our email list and a lot of times the best way to grow those channels like a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything like that is to have a way that our email list is consistently growing and exposing people to those forms of marketing. So even if we have a podcast, one of the things I try to get across to my clients is they still need a way to consistently grow their email list either at a profit or at break even. And it's not easy to build, but Richard is gonna break down exactly how the masters of online marketing do it so that we know exactly what the steps are and we can start down that journey, right? So I'm really, really excited because to me, if you want to unlock a lot of growth, the answer is not TikTok. The answer is not WhatsApp. The answer is not the latest, greatest social media platform. The answer is a self-liquidating funnel that allows you to predictably and scalably grow your email list, bring more people into your world, and then nurture them with your podcast, converting them into believers and then believers into buyers. So, that's what we're going to talk about. If you're interested in this, if you want to know what the next phase is, or if you want to know what the next couple of years of building a thought leader business holds for you, I encourage you, jump in, dive in, grab a notebook, take some notes because we're about to get deep. So let's jump in with Richard Matthews on self-liquidating funnels. All right. Well, first of all, Richard, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. And uh, so uh, we mentioned in the intro kind of your, your background and credentials and all that fun stuff. Um, I was, uh, you know, fortunate to be a guest on The Hero Show, which is your podcast. So people should go check that out because you've had a lot of amazing people on that. Uh, and like when I tell people about you, I tell them you are one of the smartest marketing minds and business building minds in this like world of coaches, consultants and influencers. Like you really understand at a deep level how those sorts of businesses can and should be built and what all the numbers are. And I want to dig into some of that in this episode, but I'm curious, what do you tell people what you do? So what I tell people is that I work with uh, expert brand businesses and I help them to develop their, um, their core trainings and then the business that goes around it. Right. So, you know, the sales funnels, the liquidation funnels, the distribution of their, um, their knowledge, um, and actually creating a, a profitable business. So I've helped my clients with everything from, um, you know, $100,000 media buys down to creating the actual like words that they say in their courses to get their students to take action. Um, so instructional design and automations and, you know, business building stuff. But my, my goal is to make my clients six figures a year without taking more than four hours of their life to manage um, mm -hmm. per week. 
Nice. Love that. And then, uh, so we were talking a little bit behind the scenes about some of the fun automation stuff that you're doing in your own business. And I don't want to dive too deep on that, but I'm curious just the overall approach because you are like, you're not interested in building a big agency per se with a lot of people. You're, you're definitely not interested in running an office because you're broadcasting this from your RV right now. (laughs) And you've got a wife and multiple children. I don't know. You have like a herd of people that you're driving all over God's creation. So, so you're living like this amazing life life where you get to do what you love to do. You work with awesome clients, but I'm curious on the automation side, like you're getting ready to do, like you're, you're digging into the automation side of your business to be able to expand your capacity. But what does the end result of that look like? Like how many clients can you take on and do what you love to do while the rest of your team and automation handles the back end? How does that expand your capacity? So my goal this year is to add 10 to 15 new clients, um, with some services that, um, that I think fit really well with the type of businesses that I work with. Mm-hmm. But the problem is those services are a royal pain in the ass to deliver because there's a lot of little minutia mm-hmm. that has to happen at every step. And I've been using workflow automation and diving really, really deep into knowing exactly what each step is and how they break down so we can get robots to do as much of it as possible um, and use the robots as ways to like empower the people when, when the people have to do things. Right. Right. Um, so one of my, my core philosophies, um, is to only do what only you can do. And I hold that all the way down to my employees where it's like, they, you know, whatever the the thing, this, the, the tasks are that only they could do, right. Mm-hmm. That, that I need to have them specifically do. And we'll look through all the things that have to happen for a process to get, to get finished and pick out, you know, these are the ones that require a human touch and specifically your skill set. Right, so I've got at this point I've got three staff and they all have different skills in different areas. How can we build a process that that is seamless that lets them all touch something with their skills and lets a you know automation take over the rest? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've noticed is even just really quickly getting into it is we've already saved um, we're just doing some basic workflow automations 20, 30 um, minutes a week just of my time on one task. Um, and doing that across a whole spread of tasks means that I will probably be able to, um, triple to quadruple my revenue and my client roster with maybe a, um, you know, a 20 or 30% increase in my team size, um, Mm. which is, so it's a disproportional gain of, of, uh, of productivity. Um, when you learn to really learn how how to build automations and break down workflows. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I love it. And because that's, uh, I, we're playing sort of the same game, which is trying to get staff as efficient as they can. And then I like I'm, I'm in a challenge of kind of building levels of leadership into the agency and, and all that fun stuff and trying to free up people's time so they can focus on what they do best. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a little bit better. Well, you're not a little bit, you're a lot better at the automation side. I tend to think of things like business systems in terms of people you think of them in terms of both people and the automation and tech side because you enjoy that side a little bit more. So I, so I always, basically every time, yeah, every time we talk, you tell me something that I didn't know. So I love, I love talking to you, but uh, I want to dive into, uh, we were talking behind the scenes about like all, we we work with very, very similar types of people. So you mentioned expert brand businesses. So they are Mm -hmm. business coaches, business consultants. uh, I would call them influencers and experts who have a brand like people who speak and write books and sell training courses is that about sum it up absolutely so same exact people i love to work with that's what that's where i get my fulfillment from is like helping them bring really awesome content that can change other people's lives like into the world and i want to help them do that 
What I see though, and you and I have seen the same thing, which is that people tend to tilt heavily towards either what I would call maybe organic, like the new media stuff, podcasting, being a guest, working your social media, stuff like that. And then you've got the other group of people that tend to buy ads. They go straight to Facebook and their first reaction to growing a business is to go, okay, let's figure out how to build a funnel and let's run ads to it and let's get, let, let's get it going that way. And to me, the answer is somewhere in the middle and, and basically doing both. And both of us have worked with people that came from both sides. So I want to dive into that experience a little bit. Um, so first of all, let's talk about just, I guess, first of all, do you agree with that, um, that we have to be at some point doing both to keep our business growing? I absolutely agree with that. I actually think it's, it's, a, it's a self-created problem in our industry. Mm -hmm. um, because we have coaches and teachers who do things and then they teach other people how to do the things that got them success. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, we have, you know, big names in the industry. Frank Kern talks all the time about, you know, he teach what he teaches people. The thing that he's really good at is taking a dollar and turning it into two with advertising. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like a thing that he's really great at. And you have click funnels, which is all about building funnels and buying traffic to send through the funnels. And you have people like Lisa Sasevich who teach using organic teaching to, and, and speaking to sell your products. Mm -hmm. And, you know, depending on who, which person you're learning to do from, you're either going to learn that organic side as the organic side is the way that you can grow your business or the buying attention is the way that you can grow your business. What's interesting is they both work, right? Like yeah. you can build big businesses on both sides, right? One of them's going to take money and the other one's going to take time, but they both work. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've noticed is you can compress the time it takes to build things and you can reduce the amount of money you spend and increase your profit margins if you do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, you, I think it works really well for growing a business. Yeah, it's, I, I, would, I would tend to agree. And the thing that really drove the point home for me was reading Perry Marshall's book, 8020 Sales and Marketing, which I should have read a long time ago. But when I read it and he laid out just what it takes to build that funnel that profitably brings new people into your email list, either at break even or a small profit, you got a sense of just the step-by-step -step systematic methodical way that you have to work through that process to end up with that result. And as I'm reading that book, I'm just, I'm just, it just dawned on me. I'm like, okay, this is what most of us, at least in my world, this is what most of us are avoiding, right? We'd rather, mm -hmm. we'd rather stick with whatever our comfort zone is, which if you come from the organic side where you're used to just investing your time, and you feel like you're delivering things that essentially cost you nothing to deliver, right? And uh, acquiring a new customer doesn't feel like it costs you anything because it was just your time, right? So if you come with that approach and then you kind of build up your business so that it attracts attention that way, what happens is it takes longer to build your email list, right? You start relying on um, your podcast and stuff like that. Like people start to look at things like podcasting as a way to like magically grow a bigger email list. The problem is, is that just doesn't happen fast, you know, and yeah. it, you mentioned compressing the time. Um, so if we combine like, like one, one of the things that you're working on getting your clients to do is combine both. And that's, that's kind of where I want to push my clients to. So how do we, how do we get people to kind of get into that mentality that, Hey, we need to be doing both. Like one, each of them can work, but they work better, faster together. Yeah. So what I found, um, the discussion I have with a lot of my clients is, a foundational one on how to, how to think about their business in terms of, um, of costs and expenses. Right. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason in the, the, the space we're in are my customers and probably yours too, tend to think of the cost of doing business in a weird way. We think of it like, like you mentioned earlier, like it's free. It didn't cost me anything. It just cost me my time. 
which is insane to me um because your time's <laughs> the most valuable thing you have right right um you know it just costs me my time yeah right so you gave up your most valuable possession um mm. in exchange for a customer um and I, I like to coach my clients to start thinking of the actual cost that comes, you know, to run a business. I, I mentioned before we got on the call, I worked for a solar company. We did a, you know, 10 X their lead flow in a couple of years and did 50 million plus in sales um, while I was working with them. And the owner of the company was um, he was on the board of directors for like 12 different companies. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, so he, he was at the helm for a lot of companies and I got to listen to him on like what their targets were for cost, cost of, um, and he, they got really detailed into costs, things like what's our labor cost of product? What's our um, energy cost of product? And they got all the way down. One of the things that help people do is like, if they're working with a commercial company that makes bread, how much money does it actually cost to produce every loaf of bread in energy? Like what's the energy cost of a loaf of bread? Wow. Um, so really cool stuff that they were working on and just learning how to, how to see your business in terms of like a really clear picture of cost of goods sold. Mm -hmm. and the margin of acquiring a customer. Um, and, uh, you know, our biggest competitor at the time was Solar City. Solar City is the, you know, owned by mm -hmm. Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. And they were spending $5,000 a customer for, or sorry, $5,000 per lead for a customer. So they were spending something close to like $25,000 to acquire a customer that would net them on average seven to $10,000 in the first part of the sale, which is insane. And they're doing that because they were getting long-term leases that would, you know, future value. Right. Yeah. And, um, so like that's a company, a big company that's really looking at my cost of customer acquisition is actually five X mm -hmm. <laughs> what I'm, I'm doing and building for the long term, which yeah. is like, that's not the way, like normal yeah. people can't afford five X their, their profit, but you know, they've got, you know, wall street money. Um, but interesting looking at um, how we were trying to compete with them, he's like, we can spend up to, you know, 70% of our revenue to acquire a customer. Um, and they did that in all their businesses. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that, uh, that he's like, we can run a profitable business, pay for our staff, pay for our marketing, pay for everything on 28% margins. Mm -hmm. So I try to talk to my customers about that. It's like, how do you, how do you build everything in, in your business to think about like, you know, everything from pricing to having a back end to being able to afford to spend 70%, right? You don't have a lot of cogs, spend it all on customer acquisition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and actually grow your business. Hmm. Yeah, that's that. I think that's good because we definitely don't have those sorts of conversations, although I'm starting to have them with clients, uh, which, which is helping. And it's a, it's a definite mind shift for me because I def, I come from the organic side of things mm -hmm. and yeah, like I, I had to see it with my own eyes that you, it just, it takes time, right? Time on task and it takes longer to build a business that way. Uh, and then of course, it, you, if you go to the too far to the other side, you end up with no lasting authority and no trust and loyalty with the group of people that you want to serve. So you end up having a lot of times, you, you know, we were talking before we started recording, you know, there's big brands, there's big influencers that built their business off of paid advertising. And now we're having to go back and launch shows and podcasts and books and things like that to kind of build that authority with their, with their group of people, because otherwise they're just, they've locked themselves into continually having to buy attention, which is really interesting. Yeah. You know, so it helps to see if, the other side of things. If you, if you exclusively pay for attention, mm -hmm. you have to continue to pay for attention. Right. And at some point that, that is, and attention is only getting more expensive. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have a way to, spend attention in order to, and then a way to keep that attention in a, in a more evergreen model, 
mm-hmm. um, you're going to spend yourself out of, out of a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of clients who've been in that, air, that space, they hit a certain level in their business and they're like, I just can't grow anymore. Cause it costs like they've, they've got all of the cheap attention, right? If they want to grow, they have to buy the expensive attention and they can't afford the expensive attention, mm-hmm. but cause they have to continue paying for all of the, uh, their base attention, right? They've, they've right. just, they've, they've paid for this much attention. That's how much they can afford to pay for. And if they want to grow it, they need to, they need to be able to like displace that tension that they paid for into something that's evergreen, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the show, the authority, stuff like that and free up the money over here to pay for more expensive attention, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, no, it makes a hundred percent sense. And I think that's one, one thing that I, that I chuckle at when people set their sights on getting a platform to put them in front of a lot of people for free. Because mm-hmm. I know people like that who have successfully gotten a platform to do that. And all of a sudden they have 300,000 new YouTube subscribers or they have 200,000 followers on Instagram and they have no idea why. Just, you know, those, those kinds of like lottery events. What you find out behind the scenes from talking to them is that they struggle or have no idea flat out how to monetize that group of people. And I, I also yeah. have a client who is getting an influx uh, of people uh, into their business from a social platform, but it's not, they're, they're too early in the process, right? They're beginners. They're not intermediates. So it's affecting that person's entire business because you either have to decide, Hey, I'm getting this free traffic. Now, what the heck am I going to do with it? And am I going to change my business to try to monetize that free traffic? Or am I going to walk away from that and say, no, this is my business. Now let's go figure out how to pay for the attention of the people who have the money to buy what I want to sell. And those are major decisions. And I don't think people realize that even when you get this lottery style event and something happens and you get all of a sudden tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of new people into your audience, it's not like, oh, problem solved. Everything is great, right? It just creates a different problem and you have to decide whether you're going to monetize them and how or whether you're going to ignore them and focus on the people that you should have been focusing on all along. Yeah, absolutely. And I just had one of my newest clients. She was in that space, right? She she Mm -hmm. built a... Um, a huge business in the network marketing space, which, um, you know, you can end up with a lot of audience because of that. Yeah. Um, and she, she did it smart. She built a brand behind it and became a best-selling author and some other things. Um, so she has, she has a lot of attention and authority outside of the actual business, mm-hmm. right? The, uh, the network marketing business. And she, she came to me and she was like, I don't know how to turn this into money. Right. Like she has the attention cause she built mm-hmm. the attention over years um, she's like, I make money in the network marketing thing. That's great. But she's like, I, I see all these other experts. They know how to like, you know, the ones who are building funnels, they know how to turn their attention that they're buying into money. Mm-hmm. And so she, you end up in that space where it's like, I have, I have attention that I built over years, but I don't have money. Yeah. Um, or you're on the other side where you're like, I'm paying for attention and I'm turning it into a little bit of money, but like, mm-hmm. I have to continually pay for attention. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's, um, I'm curious, just like any, um, let, well, let's talk about liquidating funnels. Cause to me, that's one of the things that, that you have really deep expertise on that. I, I wish my clients could just like, like impart what you have to say, like directly into my clients heads. Let's put it that way. Um, cause what, like the more that I talk to you, the more that I understand about what a liquidating funnel is, the more I understand how important it is to have like your new media machine kind of running to handle the organic side of building attention. And then you have Mm -hmm. ideally a liquidating funnel. And I want you to define that in a second, but a liquidating funnel that then brings in and buys attention of the right people and gets them into your world where they're nurtured by 
your new media machine. So first of all, what is a liquidating funnel? So um, a liquidating funnel is a funnel that takes um, attention, whether you paid for it with time or paid for it with money and returns um, returns that um, very quickly. Like my, my goal is um, for my clients, you know, just as an example, if we spend a dollar in ads, we want to get at least um, 80% of that dollar back within 48 hours. Okay. And what that allows us to do then is it, if you, if you think about in terms of your lead cost, if, you know, just for, you know, assuming for easy math, it costs you $10 to get a customer. Um, if we can get $8 back immediately, mm. then essentially it costs us $2 to get that customer. Right. Right. Now I can spend those other $8 to acquire four more customers. And I have, I have decreased my, my cost of, cost of customer acquisition by five times. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what, that's what an 80% liquidation funnel lets me do. It lets me spend five times more than my competitors are doing to acquire a customer. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think the mistake a lot of people make is they're like, Oh, I, um, I, I built this thing. I was able to acquire a customer and they're like, they're, they're trying to cover their cost of customer acquisition cost and use that as profit instead of using that as ways to spend right. more. Right. Yeah. Um, and your, your backend should create profit. Your, your liquidation funnel should, um, should allow you to increase your acquisition spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's our goal. I, you know, in, you know, in a perfect world, you're getting a dollar back or you're getting a dollar 20 back immediately, right. but right. we don't live in a perfect world. We live in a world. You have to try hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And those pesky so, competitors who are also buying ads. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So we target 80%. And if you do a good job, um, uh, almost every liquidating funnel we've built, will start out of the gate at recouping 60% of your ad cost, which is already a, you can double your customer acquisition spend if you do that, right? Mm-hmm. If you build a liquidating funnel that recoups 60% on the dollar or 60 cents on the dollar, you know, have another extra 40 cents you can spend on, on traffic, uh, on bringing people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can work on optimizing that so you can get it to the 80, 90, 100%. Um, and I've got a, I actually have one client who uh, consistently hits 103% of ad spend returned in really? 48 hours, wow. which is cool. That's rare. Yeah. But yeah. It so basically, happen. yeah, break, brings new people into the email list and, and buyers, uh, which are better than just an email opt-in. So it brings buyers into the list at break-even. Yeah, at about yeah. just about break-even. It's, it's a tiny bit profitable, mm-hmm. um, but not enough to, you know, like buy food. Yeah. Um, right. Maybe he can buy McDonald's uh, coffee with it. But yeah, the point is that you don't care. The point is that you're taking a a chunk of investment and you're saying, I'm going to invest this money into acquiring new customers because those new customers, even if I don't make a profit on them right away, are so valuable for the long term that it's worth it for me to just set aside this money to do nothing but add new people to my email list who have bought something from me. And that's just a total... Yeah, like it, yeah. it goes back to the and, fundamentals of direct mail marketing, but we ignore it. Yeah, and then the the problem that people run into, who do just that, right? If like, because I'll, I'll have I have clients who um, who do that, like that's all they do exclusively is they build they build funnels, right? Mm-hmm. And they won't build they won't build a liquidating funnel particularly. They'll just build like, hey, I have my my hundred my thousand dollar product, and I run a webinar to it, and I make the thousand dollars, and you know, hopefully, I make, um, you know, it pays for my customer acquisition cost. And it pays for profits and it pays for everything, right? The sales of that one mm-hmm. product would have to do all the work yeah. uh, for the running their business. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm trying to tell my customers, like, you should have, you should have a funnel that, that pays for customer acquisition. And then you mm-hmm. should use the customers you acquire 
to sell your other products and services that create profit. I'm like, I separate those things so they don't have right. to support, you know, you can, you can optimize them separately mm-hmm. um, because working with a customer list and selling them your products is one thing. But then the, the other thing that a lot of people run into is like, I have my one flagship product. Um, yeah. and maybe they have a second one and they're, you know, if they're crazy, I've got a couple of clients that build a whole bunch of products, but that's rare. Yeah. Um, good. You have to have stuff that's, you have to have stuff that's getting into, um, that, that you can talk to your audience that you bought on a regular basis. And that's where having like a show comes in and right. you actually right. have ways to stay in front of them and to, um, you already acquired them with the low ticket stuff. You want to get them in front of your main offers on a regular basis. You need to have an excuse to talk to them, mm-hmm. right? An excuse yeah. to get in front of them and build that trust. That's where the show comes in. So my, my methodology, um, for building that for a business is, um, is to take what you call the new media machine, um, which I love by the way, um, and have all of that run towards what I call your, like, like a pinch point in your funnel. That's your, your liquidating funnel. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we'll do is we'll do, you know, you have your show shows a weekly show or a daily show or whatever it is. And it's being produced on, you know, YouTube and podcast and all that stuff. And maybe you're speaking, I got clients that speak on a regular basis, you know, whatever the things you're doing that generate attention. um, And then you have ads, right? So you have attention, you have ads, those are all attention gatherings things, and they should all run to one spot. And the spot they run to is your liquidating funnel. Mm. So your website, right, your homepage is going to drive into that funnel, your about page is going to drive into that funnel, the uh, your blog and your show notes, all that, you know, your call to action on your, your, um, your podcast everything is going to drive into that one point in the funnel. You might have a couple of different entrances for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to, you know, you might have a, you know, a text to subscribe that goes, you know, for when you're speaking on stage or speaking on podcasts, you might have a, an opt-in page on your website that all the places that they can click on would open up that opt-in page. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might have ads where you run direct traffic, right. That goes straight to, you know, purchase a webinar or purchase a, a, a low ticket offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes all into one point in the funnel those people go through a liquidating process, which is making them a couple of offers. Um, and, um, so everything goes into the one thing and you actually build that, uh, build that first liquidating funnel. Um, and the goal of that is that you can spend all you want, um, and break even. Right. right? And then you build the other part of your business, which is your, your flagship products, your, you know, flagship mastermind, whatever it is. And, um, you build a massive backlog of promotions, the, the email marketing promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at this point, SMS marketing and Facebook messenger bots, you know, that whole thing, the idea yeah. that you follow up with customers. Um, and even we, we actually talk about um, using your content to, um, as ads to drive people back into your offers and whatnot. So retargeting mm-hmm. that, that audience. But it's, like, it's, a whole, it's a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you build from one into the other. And you know, I, I find it interesting. Like you can, you can build them like Lego block. You don't have to have everything at once. You can build one thing at a time and build the next thing, build the next thing. And you end up with a, a, a big, a, a big working, you know, machine, right? Yeah. A new media machine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that, that's how I look at the organic side is to, is to build it one component at a time until you have all four cylinders kind of firing all, all at the same time. And then, yeah, the, to me, it's the secret there is if you want to do it really fast and if you expect big results over a short period of time is it, yeah, it has to be combined with a way to accelerate getting new people in the door 
with that other part of the machine, which is the like a paid a paid media machine essentially. But uh, give yeah. us some examples. Um, what what have you seen? And then I, I want to pick your brain a little bit about the big names like Digital Marketer and Frank Kern and where they really make your money, where they make their money. Which I'm I'm curious what your opinion is. But before we get to that, just give me a quick examples of uh, in a liquidating funnel. What would be like the front end offer, and what would be maybe some of the upsells that you've seen just just so, conceptually that, that people can think about? So the way that I build a liquidating funnel, um, and I do this over and over again. Um, so I've got the, a lot of examples in a lot of different spaces. Um, so we could talk about it for a while if you want. Um, is you should have um, you should have an opt in that doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. You should have a tripwire, um, and that's a digital marketing word for mm-hmm. low ticket product. Yeah. Um, and at low ticket product, we're generally looking for seven to nineteen dollars or so. Um, and in our space, the ones that we use on a regular basis are a book, like a free plus shipping book. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll use a digital book um, for yeah. that, or we'll use a webinar or master class. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's you know forty five minutes or so. The perfect storm is a free plus shipping book with a master class as a bonus. Mm. Masterclass as a bonus actually sells your your flagship product. Um, so we'll do. Um, yeah. Sorry, we'll I'm do an- furiously taking notes. So so let me just recap. <laughs> so the <laughs> so the perfect storm is a free plus shipping book offer, and then the masterclass mm-hmm. is a bonus. But the masterclass, like the call to action at the end of the masterclass, promotes your flagship offer. So theoretically, somebody could come yeah. into the funnel, buy the book get the masterclass, watch the masterclass and immediately turn around and hand you a grand or whatever for your yes. flagship product. Okay. Yes. Now the goal of offering it there is not to make those sales. Right. But might as well take the opportunity. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, and like you might get a few of those sales and that'd be great, but that's like the, those sales aren't part of the liquidating process. Um, right. So the way um, no, we want to liquidate before we top. get to that offer. Yeah. yeah gravy on top. Yeah. So, um, as an example, um, I've got a, got a client, his opt-in is a, um, it's like six, six performing funnels for local businesses, right? And okay. he teaches people how to um, build an agency. Okay. I have another client who teaches people how to achieve goals and her opt-in is a, um, is a power plan, right? Here's your, you know, how to get your goals for the year and write them down. It's actually a fillable PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, uh, another client who does e-com training and their opt-in is, um, his, uh, revenue optimization, like hacks, like six revenue optimization hacks that you can use like right now and increase your, um, conversion rate on your e-com store from, you know, 1% to 3%, which is a huge boon, yeah. right? So like a simple thing that you can opt in. And what we will generally do is we'll make sure that we have a text to opt in that you can use on a lot of your promotional media that you might get on. So shows, yeah. um, speaking on stage, if you're getting um, booked as podcast guests, you know, mm-hmm. plug your product, your, uh, your booking, a pitch assistant is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Thanks, by the way. <laughs> or, yeah, um, you know, so if you're, if you're using that to get attention, having a text to subscribe that people, you know, so you have something you can offer on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. The thank you page for that opt-in should be your tripwire, right? Okay. So, um, so we'll have two versions of that tripwire page. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tripwire page, the so sales are, sells, you know, say it's our free plus shipping book. Um, that free plus shipping book, you'll have two versions of that page. One version of the page will have a video of you at the top saying, Hey, thank you so much for opting into the thing that you opted into. Mm-hmm. Please check out the, you know, this book that I've got, mm-hmm. right? Another version of the page would be the one you run direct, direct traffic to and says, Hey, thanks for watching our Facebook ad you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. I've got this cool book. So you might run traffic directly to it. 
Um, so anyways, you have context sensitive uh, pieces for that. Okay. Um, or if you want to get really geeky, you can actually build the uh, um, build the top end with uh, some parameter queries that let you uh, change the page dynamically based on where the traffic came from. But that's a <laughs> little course, beyond the. Yeah, I was going to say, of course, you would know that, and you've experimented with it. But yeah, that's that's way beyond where most people are at. Okay. Yeah, um, but if you ever want to know how to do that, I'll totally tell you. It's not as hard as you would imagine. Um, the. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you can, you know, you get you you get the UTM parameters mm -hmm. that you put in for ads that say like source Facebook. You can use yeah. those UTM parameters to dynamically change the content that's on the page. You can even switch that's videos right. out and other things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, makes sense. That's I a mean, level. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a level of sophistication most people don't need. Just build two pages. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got if you so you've got those. Yourself. Yeah, if you want to torture yourself, exactly. Like I think we just broke the audience's brain thinking about that. <laughs> Good lord. Um, yeah. So basically, you have your um, so you have your your two different ways for people to come in. So you have two different offers mm -hmm. or, or way or pages for that offer, right? That's your tripwire yeah. offer. So, yeah. and you'll have, you'll have your, um, your text to subscribe that can get people in there and you'll have your, your, like your actual opt-in where someone would type in their name and their email address. Mm -hmm. Um, and, or you could even use YouTube lead forms or Facebook lead forms that drop onto the, um, onto the tripwire page, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but like on your blog, like if you're doing a show on a regular basis, you're doing a blog on a regular basis, you know, you have your, you know, 10 reasons to avoid these foods for belly fat. And in that article, you'd have your call to action. That should also go to your opt-in, right? Everything you're doing okay. should go to one opt-in. Um, yeah. And if you do that, um, that means you can, A, test offers really good for your, op your opt-ins because you can swap them out. Um, okay. And you can compare how things work. Um, and you have, um, you have one thing to always talk about. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, um, what that, what that means is like, you know, if you change in the future, all of your existing content that you created, it all goes to those pages. And if you just swap the offer out on them, then, uh, you can, mm -hmm. um, you can test things and you don't have to like build all this stuff. I don't know. And it simplifies your life. If you just have, this is my conversion piece, send everyone yep. to these conversion pieces. Yeah, no, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. So you have that and you have your tripwire, um, offer, which is like I said, the, the, we, we've done it, everything where you sell the digital book, sell a physical book, um, or sell a physical or sell a masterclass. Um, I, my, your, your fastest to market is sell a masterclass because you don't even have to have it done yet. You can just oh, yeah. <laughs> sell them and do it next week yep. record the class and, uh, and sell it that way. So you can get to market really quick. Okay. Um, and, um, if you were just starting, um, I actually recommend doing that and doing it a few times, mm. right? Do it with a few different topics see which one gets the best engagement. Mm -hmm. And then take that masterclass, transcribe it, get it turned into the book. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Right. Yeah. So then, then you have the book to do the free plus shipping and you have the masterclass you can offer as the bonus. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so ninja. I think that's what Taki Moore did with his, his book, Million Dollar Coach. It's basically a webinar turned into a book. Yeah. Yeah. That's, hilarious. that's, that's how I do it. Because if, if you do a webinar really well, um, mm -hmm. right, I, I, teach, I teach my clients to build educational pieces, right? So you're actually, you're actually building the contents of a book in a webinar mm -hmm. that strategically is using education to sell, right? So gotcha. the last chapter of the book is actually a sales piece. Um, and there's, there's a whole methodology for doing that, which is beyond probably the scope of this discussion. But if you build a <laughs> webinar intelligently, um, you can also get a book out of it and you can also use it to promote your, promote your flagship product, mm -hmm. right? Um, so we'll use that and eventually we'll build a free plus shipping book offer um, and there'll be a big bonus on that and be like, Hey, there's a, a super epic master class that you get free access to. You'll see that on the thank you page. Here's all the cool things that you'll learn in that master class. It's the same shit they're going to learn in the, uh, in the book, right. but for whatever.
when you change modalities, people will, um, they'll learn different things and they'll keep different things and understand different things from what you're doing. And it gives you the opportunity to get in front of them with the same information more than once. Right? You can right. get in front of them in the book and you can get in front of them in the masterclass. Um, that's all positive things. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody once has yet complained about it and been like, Hey, this, this, you teach the same information in your, in your webinar that you, in your book, because mm-hmm. the reality is, is that's what everyone does. You teach your thing and you just teach it in different modalities. <laughs> well, what right? is it? 80%? Of yeah. 80% of people don't read past the first couple of chapters anyway, so they probably won't know. Yeah. And the, uh, the reality is, is people don't pay for information. They pay for intimacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And they pay for the results you're going to get for them. So yeah. it's a different level of intimacy. So it's a great, great bonus offer. So we'll do that. And then the liquidation funnel is, you know, they have to buy it. Right. So they have to click on the buy button that goes to an order page and the order page will have all the things they're going to get on it. Most importantly, what the order page will have is it's going to have an order bump. Mm-hmm. Right. So say they're spending $9 on your, your free book um, and the order bump um, should be something that is incredibly congruent with whatever the main offer was. Right. right? As an example, um, the guy who's teaching people how to do the local agency, their, their tripwire, the order bump on that is how to get your first five clients nice. right, nice. for your agency. So it's very congruent. You're going to learn how to build an agency and this order bump is going to teach you how to get your first five clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a, uh, my funnel that teaches people how to build, um, build webinars, right? I'm going to teach you how to build a webinar that sells. That's actually like goodwill in the marketplace. Um, that, you know, every person who goes through it is going to, um, going to feel like they, they got the better end of the deal, even though there's a sales pitch on it. And all the people at the end, to get the end, they're going to be like, they, that wanted to buy still will. Right. So I teach people how to do that. Um, and then the order bump for it is here's the, the, the slideshow templates that I use already. So you can just fill in the blanks and the mind map I used to actually write the webinar. Right. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to take what you learn on the, in, in the how to and do it better, cheaper, faster. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's very congruent. Okay. Um, and what I've noticed in, um, and we've done this five or six times now in different spaces is that order bump. If it's very congruent with the offer, you'll get a 40% take rate on it. And wow. that by itself, that part of the funnel, having a free plus shipping with an order bump can recoup 40 to 60% of your ad costs right off the bat. Okay. Right. You can run traffic to those things and recoup a significant portion of your ad cost. Um, and you could do nothing else and be, 50% farther ahead than your competition because they're not right. doing it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So that makes sense. Right. So order bumps, if they're, if they're congruent and enticing, uh, they can get a 40% take rate. So just between them buying the tripwire and then 40% of them buying the order bump, you can get back, you know, 40 to 6% of your ad costs right off your the ad costs. Then, okay. So yeah. then what's the, when you start talking about so, like tweaking, what, what are you, what are you tweaking? Um, so we will tweak that order bump offer a little bit. Mm-hmm. We try to get it above 30%. Um, mm-hmm. And we will tweak headlines on the thing. We'll tweak ads and stuff in the front to get all those things. Hire mm-hmm. an ad professional. They'll, they know how to tweak the ads and mm-hmm. <laughs> hit those numbers. Um, but the, the, um, I wanna, what I want to point out real quick is what that means, right? If you're selling a book for $9 and 40% of people take an order bump for $29, um, your average order value is going to be somewhere close to 21 to $30, mm-hmm. right? And if, if you imagine what we've just done is we've done, you've gone to, you know, gone to McDonald's and, you know, someone purchased your hamburger and you said, would you like fries with that? Right. That's mm-hmm. an order bump. Right. Um, except our order bump is taking our average order value, not from $1 to two, but from $9 to $30. Right. Right. That's a 300% increase. If you do it right. <laughs> you right. Could, <laughs> it's like you buy, you buy the burger for five bucks and the fries cost you 20. 
Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if, you do, good fries. if you do a good congruent offer, people will buy it, right? Because right. you're, you're helping them achieve a result. Yeah. Right. And that's, um, that's foundational to all of this working is you, um, we should perhaps back up. You should be able to actually deliver results for your clients. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's a, that's an assumption <laughs> where, where we're working from that assumption that you get your, your results. Yeah. You can actually, your, your content gets results for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, if you need help with that, there's the ways that you can ensure that your content can, can help get people results, but, yeah. um, it should get results. You should know what the result is people want and you should be selling that result. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so if your opt-in is selling that result, and so that's the, you know, and then the book is, is they're going to buy that to actually get the result. And then you have an order bump. That's like, how can you get this result better, cheaper, or faster, right? That's templates, recipes, checklists, yeah. that kind of stuff that are going to be like, Hey, here's your, your action plan that you can actually just take this, check them all off, do each of the steps on it. And you'll have the result that we talked about in the book. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. that's what you're selling in that order bump is better, cheaper, faster of whatever the result is, whatever the result. Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is the basics of a liquidation funnel, but, okay. um, you can take it further than that. And taking it further is generally making a couple of one-time offers. So what we try to do is we try to build a $150 offer and we try to build a four, four to $500 offer. Um, and so the $150 offer um, should be very congruent with everything we've been talking about, right? So if the book is how to build an agency and the order bump is getting your first five clients, the first offer, is um, in this case, this is an actual working funnel that's doing 103% of ad costs, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, his first order bump is, um, here is an additional service you can offer in your local business agency, right? So he's like, we're going to teach you how to build an agency based on this thing here. Mm-hmm. And if you want to immediately increase the profits of your agency, have a second service to offer. Here is a, here's a service that you can just plug into your business, right? So it's a... Uh, um, okay it's a training course on how to, how to build and deliver and how to sell a second service, mm-hmm. um, in the agency. So it fits really well with it. And we're trying to hit that $150 price point. It's a multimedia training goes really well with it. He's got a second upsell on that, which is a done for you subscription. where like, you can sell this and we'll deliver for you. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> which <laughs> is cool. So it's really, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's really congruent with everything that they're building. Um, but I've got a, uh, client who's doing a real estate, um, investing training in commercial real estate and his book teaches them how to do due diligence so they can get, um, customer or they can do a deal acquisition and be really solid on how the investment's going to go. Um, and the order bump is a 14 page due diligence checklist for, for analyzing a deal. And then the, um, the first order bump or the first, not order bump, the first one-time offer Mm -hmm. is a training on how to, um, how to do negotiation, right? How to get to the closing table and use all the things that you found in the due diligence to justify discounts on the purchase price. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Super congruent. Yeah. Because what most investors do is they go, they go, Oh, you're selling it for 500,000 and I want to buy it for 400,000. They just make an offer for 400,000 without justifying the, um, the discounts. And if you can justify the discounts with really good due diligence, then you can create a better deal than other investors would have access to. Right. Right. Um, so you understand it in the real estate space, but yeah, yeah, you know, that <laughs> the, makes total the, sense. But yeah, every, everything yeah. about that is congruent. It makes sense. It helps deliver better results. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, in that particular case, it's, it's basing the assumption like, Hey, I'm giving you the information to do X 
how can you do better, cheaper, faster? And it's also in, in certain cases, yeah, like giving them like the next step, like, Hey, I can already see, you mm -hmm. can already see that you believe this is going to work, which is why you bought this book. Now let's, let's show you how, you know, yeah, something for yeah. the next step might so, be, might be applicable. So think you have to think of your customer as being on a journey and how each mm -hmm. of your products are going to help them along on that journey. Right. Right. And yeah. you're at this, you know, if you got this book, this book, when you get it, it's going to take you to this point in your journey, right? That's what it's going to do. So I'm going to assume for the sake of me talking to you in this one time offer video that mm -hmm. you've already made it to this point in the journey and you want to keep going, right? Okay. That's yeah. the sales copy. The sales copy is you're going on a journey. You want to get to New York. You're in California. By the time you finish reading this book, you'll be in Las, Las Vegas. I want to help you get from Las Vegas to St. George, right? Yeah. On, you know, on the 15 and here's yeah. how, how you're going to get to St. George. <laughs> <laughs> right? Made that drive more often than I should have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you a skier? Uh, no, I've, I've driven back home and back and forth from California to Nebraska more times than I Ah, there you go. Have. So, you yeah. know, you know that drive. Yes. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, but that, that's the idea is you're helping people on the next step of their journey. So we'll try to mm -hmm. hit that $150 price point with that. Um, and we'll make two offers would you like to say yes or no? Um, if they say no, we'll break it up into three payments of 50. Mm. Be like, I okay. really want Makes you sense. to take this next step in your journey. If money is the issue, we can, we can hopefully solve that. Um, and then if they say yes to that, then we go to a uh, higher ticket offer. Um, and this one can be less congruent. Um, cause at this point you're just, um, uh, you just want to recoup ad costs and deliver something good for your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but like for instance, um, in the local agency one, that one is the last one is, you know, it's the ultimate sales script and it's how to handle a sales meeting when you go into pitch a business on, on becoming their agency for marketing stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a whole training on, on sales, on how to do sales, mm -hmm. um, for the due diligence funnel. It was the actual due diligence masterclass. It's his, it's his flagship course. Um, I've got, uh, the lady who does the, uh, the goal setting, they, she has her, her blueprint, um, which is a video course blueprint on like how to, you know, on a weekly basis, implement all these things. And she's got all of her, all of her branded stuff, like her boss lady moves and all the other things that, the, that she teaches her female entrepreneurs to do. Mm -hmm in a video course, um, with workbooks and all that other fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and it's part of that funnel. So you're, you're making a, uh, um, a pitch for, for a, a bigger multimedia product that really helps them, um, helps them with their business. Mm -hmm. Um, and we will generally stop there. I don't generally make more than two offers. Um, but what's interesting there is if you think of what you've built, you have a book, you have a masterclass, you have a order bump, you have a, um, a smaller offer, you have a bigger offer, and then you have your flagship product. So you've got like seven different things that all have value. Mm -hmm. And what we will do from that point is that's the end of the liquidation funnel. Mm -hmm. The thank you page for that will be like, Hey, here's your book and here's access to your masterclass, right? Your masterclass is, you know, they can watch that. They're already registered for it. We'll make sure that there's a reminder series and an email for it. All of that, the masterclass and all the, the follow-up series will drive to sell the flagship product. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully you're creating profit from that and re and recouping as much ad cost as possible from the liquidation funnel. Um, but you also have seven products. So we'll right. put together two, two email promotions for every one of those products. Um, except I think the book, cause everyone who would be in the funnel would have the book, I think. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. So, yeah. but we'll put together, um, an offer and you put some smart tagging in, in place. So if they yeah. actually purchased it during the liquidation funnel, they won't see those, right. um, that those versions of the funnel. So it might be shorter for some people if they, if they've already purchased it, but every person who goes through the funnel will go through a long, I call it a brain sequence. Um, you know, cause it's an intelligent sequence that, uh, that 
um, promotes them. So you build a build a weekly promotion that's just an email promotion that goes to the checkout page for mm-hmm. each of those products, and you build two promotions for each one of them. So we're talking, I don't know, ten emails per mm-hmm. product for two different promotions, and you build that over out over the course of six months, and now you have a six month follow up funnel for everyone who touches your funnel. Right. Um, right. I, I had a client who mentioned the other day that that portion of their funnel is pulling in five thousand dollars a month on autopilot. Goodness, seriously? Holy yeah. cow! Because wow. so he's he's liquidating ad costs, you know, eighty to one hundred percent of of ad costs are coming in there, and then his funnel is producing five thousand dollars a month, all of which is going back into customer acquisition, um, and they're using um, their regular promotions they do to sell their flagships. Okay. Um, so the flagship is the one that you make all your profit from, right? Your thousand dollar course, or your twenty five dollar course, or your mastermind, or whatever it is that you sell. Um, mm-hmm. You've built a machine that is producing revenue um, and that revenue they're using for customer acquisition. So it's actually, it's paying for all their customer acquisition and, and growing slowly and they're making all their revenue off of their flagship product offers that they do interspersed in all of that. Right. And then that flagship uh, offer truly is profitable and not just, yeah. you know, it's profitable not, because it's just our time <laughs> to, to yeah. sell it. It's yeah. just my time that's selling. Yeah, it. exactly. It's actually, it's actually profitable because you've, you've covered a lot of your customer acquisition costs, which is the biggest expense we have in this business. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the expense we have to work with the most. And then, um, and then your flagship is not doing all the work, right? It's not, yeah. it's not, um, holding up your business, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Then you have a machine, right? You actually have something that you can, you can grow and tweak and scale. Um, yeah. And that, that's what I love. I love that approach. And of course I do it on the organic side and you've got this whole thing down on the, on the paid side. But yeah, to me that like, that's yeah. the game, the people that are in the game that I admire the most that, that have like long-term successful businesses. Yeah. Like as much as possible, everything in their business is a machine where each part they can go in and tweak it and improve it. And then the next thing you know, you've got this whole thing that just works, you know, way that you make all of that better and work, work, um, like gangbusters is mm-hmm. to add the new media machine on the front end. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. So, Cause they need to be consistently nurtured. You have to mm-hmm. have the trust and yeah, like, yeah, I was, when I was writing the book, I, I came up with the, uh, the idea of the, like the person that thinks they can come in and just buy attention and people don't understand who they are and where they fit into the niche. And are you a respected influencer? Like all that stuff to me, it's like being John the Baptist. Like you show up like out of the wilderness and you're like, and you have an offer and people might think you're awesome, but they have no idea where you fit into the established structure of things. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. That's so I call you, that the John, that John the Baptist. So you have to, uh, um, if you do the new media machine stuff on the front end, it does two things for you. It helps you with your front end and your back end because mm-hmm. everyone who's already opted in, you can take your content that's producing on a regular basis and intersperse it with all the promotions, right? right. Like new piece of content that came out. You know, so it's like, Ooh, a piece of content, Ooh, a piece of content, right? <laughs> so you, you've got the goodwill stuff that you can intersperse in between your promotions for your, your products. So it makes your back end better. Um, and it also gives you, um, you know, where, when you started off building this funnel, it might've been a hundred percent of your, your costs of your traffic was coming from paid. Uh-huh. But as you continue to grow that, you can, you know, I've got a hundred people coming in and I paid for all hundred of them. You know, once you build a new media machine, I got a hundred people that came into my thing and I paid for 50 of them. The other 50 came from organic reach and eventually Mm -hmm. gets to the point where like, I've got 75 people who are a hundred people at my funnel and 75% came from organic. I only had to pay for 25. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except think of it in terms of that's actually stacking. Right. So you're always paying for a hundred. Yeah. Now you're getting 175 or 200 or whatever. Yeah. Now you're getting 175 or 200. Right. Um, because you're, you're taking the people you paid for and putting them into your audience 
and you're paying for new audience. And then that audience is going to, it's going to grow, right? If you've ever sold anything on Amazon, um, the, you know, the, the trick on Amazon is show up in the organic search results. So people mm-hmm. will buy stuff, they'll become customers, they'll continue to buy your, your consumable product. And you'll use the organic stuff to continue to grow that list of people. Like it, it feeds itself. Mm, uh, okay. And so same type of thing, right? You're, yeah. you're spending money to get people to become audience. They'll buy things from you on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Again, baseline, assuming you deliver results and can actually help them. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right. Then, yep. then it continues to grow on the other side. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's self-feeding, which is, which is great. Um, and then you have, you have a business, right? You don't have a hope and pray. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and you also don't have a business where the only way for you to sell your stuff is you have to show up every day and be visible yourself through your own personal time, effort, and energy on social media, especially. And I, yeah. when I think of like other, other businesses that people admire, uh, on the female entrepreneur side, it's, it's Rachel Hollis. On the, on the dude side, it's Gary Vee. But the bottom line is that they have to, they have to stay visible through their own personal time, effort, like, and energy. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So yeah. If, yes, if, that's not the, if that's the life that you want, awesome. Like, go, go do it. And you can probably build a successful business just by being manually visible all the time. That's not what I want. You know, like I don't unless yeah. necessarily want to hop into an RV with five kids, but I definitely want the freedom <laughs> to travel. And I, I especially want the freedom to, to focus and to read and to breathe and to enjoy my life. I don't want to wake up every day with an obligation to be visible for one to two hours a day just to keep the machine going. Yeah. So what, um, what I do and what I recommend my clients do with their, with their new media machines is to create a weekly show and batch the content. Right. Right. So at the beginning of the month, we got, you know, four weeks this month and five weeks next month, you know, I'm going to sit down to record four episodes or record five episodes and put it into my new media machine. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then I don't touch anything. Right. And you have your, your ad guy running your ads and you have, all you have to do is deliver. Right. And, um, depending on how you build your business, you can, um, you can have your delivery be leveraged. Right. So courses are very leveraged. Group Mm -hmm. coaching is very leveraged. Um, one-on-one is not particularly leveraged, but if you build your business, right, you sell everyone on your group coaching and one-on-one is ridiculously expensive. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Or you start um, getting into hiring staff coaches and program advisors. And the, yeah, there's, there's yeah, a bunch of different of ways there's, to scale. There's ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for most people, like for most people in our world, that's not the problem, right? Finding yeah. a way to scale it if they had leads falling from the sky isn't the problem. Like, that's the easiest problem to figure out. The problem is they don't <laughs> have the leads from, everyone from the sky. Wants. Yes, it's the problem everyone wants. All right. So, uh, so let's wrap up with this. Cause I, cause we've, we've talked about a lot and I could keep talking all day, but we can't. Um, so what's the best place for people to read? Cause you mentioned your show, you've, you've got your new media machine is based around your podcast and that's super leveraged. So let's talk about that. And then where do you send people for yourself and your own business? Um, so my, the podcast is a hero show. Um, and we interview, uh, um, entrepreneurs from all different walks of life. It's really cool. Um, I sort of have a, uh, deep-seated belief that entrepreneurs make the world go round. Um, so, so we like to call them out and talk about their stories and, you know, thank them for making the world go around. So that's what the show's about. Um, and uh, you're welcome to come listen to me there. Um, my website is uh, richardmatthews.me. It's got access to all my other stuff on there. And you'll see, if you take a look at that website, you can actually see this in action. If you go to my homepage, if you go to my about page, if you go to any of my blog articles, um, they'll all promote one funnel. They promote my uh, webinar alchemy funnel, which teaches people how to use webinars. Right, mm-hmm. and it's a seven dollar 
webinar funnel. I didn't do the book, free book plus shipping because I'm uh, lazy about getting my own book done. Um, <laughs> so it's just a, the masterclass at this point. Um, right. But you can actually go through that funnel and see it. And it's actually set up that way. Um, and mine averages 40% take rate on the second piece of it, which is great. Yeah. Um, so it's a good place to, uh, to reach out and find me. Um, I'm also on, uh, I'm on Facebook messenger a lot. So if you have questions, reach out to me there. I'm happy to, uh, happy to chat, help you with, uh, with these things. Yeah. I will, uh, um, I tell my clients to make themselves more autonomous. Um, I don't listen to myself and am <laughs> far more available than I should be. <laughs> so. That's right. Oh man. The marketers children wear no shoes. That is true. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you what, like, yeah, that's part of why I do this podcast because, uh, you know, I, I get to interview people that are smarter than me in, in specific areas where I'm lacking. But even when I find myself talking about my specialty, yeah, like we're always preaching to the choir. There's always things about our own marketing that we need to improve, even if we know what the ideal is. Like it's still a heck of a lot of work to implement all this stuff. So yeah, I yeah, believe me. It's a lot I of work. It. I, I was yeah, like, there's, yeah. there's a reason people pay me to do it because it's a pain in the ass. Yes, exactly. And then you, <laughs> then you feel like you're doing it for free for yourself. Yeah. 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 So, so that's why it never gets done on my stuff. So that's why the book's not done. Um, I should just hire an editor and get it done. Yeah, I was gonna say like that. That's that seems to be the easiest part. If you've done a well laid out masterclass, getting it turned into a book is should be pretty easy. Oh yeah, I've actually got the entire thing transcribed already. It's just you know I was editing it myself because I'm retarded. Of course, and, you know I'm like seventy percent of the way through it, and uh, <laughs> I would never let my clients edit their own book. But you no, know, of course, no. I would do it. <laughs> yes, totally exactly. doing that for my own. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm 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 was literally putting my book into a Word doc this morning to send it to an editor because I've already made two passes on it myself. So we're all See, preaching. You to the know choir. exactly. I, you know exactly how you feel. I know. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, dude, this was awesome. I appreciate it. I hope people reach out. I hope people listen to the podcast. I had a blast on it. And so I know it's a really cool show with a very with an awesome structure of how you get entrepreneurs to tell their stories. That's how you nurture your audience and kind of keep in touch and send them really valuable content in between the offers and stuff like that. So I can't encourage people enough to kind of get into your world. I'm, I'm super fortunate that we were uh, connected, I think, through Zach Hammer, who I've interviewed on my other stuff. And yeah, it's just it's been a privilege just hanging out and, and chatting on this stuff with you. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Micro Famous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Micro Famous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the Micro Famous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.